Welcome to uh, the Radical Change Group uh, podcast. We are back from our little hiatus uh, and uh, kicking back in with uh, more details on the specific steps of the syntax of tribing. So we have covered the ingredients in the previous podcasts and what uh, the uh, what are the roles? What are the you know attributes and everything consists of uh, in the process of tribing? And in the last podcast, we also covered briefly the steps, the syntax of how to create a, a functional tribe. And uh, one of the first steps in that syntax was uh, to get a vision. So today we are diving deeper into uh, getting the vision process of tribing. So, uh, I suppose the first thing we would like to do is probably repeat the definition of it and define, you know, what, what, what do we mean by vision? What do we, you know, why do we need that? Just let's, uh, let's kick it off with uh, defining that. So, what do you guys have to say about that? See, to me, to me a vision is that strange attractor in a system which is strong enough to pull everyone in towards it and give become that organizing principle around which all activities in a system take place so so it is it is holding that locus point or creating that locus point through which the entire system gets defined the context and the rules and the games get defined that that essentially mm -hmm. is visioning it's like the sun around which all the planets spin <laughs> That's one way of seeing it. And then remember mm -hmm. that the sun spins around its binary star as well. And those that binary star <laughs> spins around the Milky Way. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Well, let's so, see. So how do you want to go forward with this? Um, well, let's, let's, you know, do, do you have any other perspectives on that? I mean, uh, like, uh, I guess for me, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying about the vision and, uh, also, it's 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 this kind of a glue, right? It's the context uh, or the um, I don't know um, context and the direction, I guess, where everything is happening, uh, where everything is going to. So, uh, actually, another thing about it is uh, what I'm finding is um, that there may be an initial idea, initial direction, initial context in in which uh, vision happens, but vision is also dynamic right it also changes so uh i don't know if you want to get, get into that just yet i guess i guess for the okay well it does but maybe if to set up the tribe you, you probably need some kind of initial vision and let's stick to that probably i think now. see the the question of directionality is important right because directionality what it also implies is that all the different roles and all the people involved and all the different functions that are being done within that particular group are all aimed towards the same end mm -hmm. but they may approach that same end from opposite ends of the spectrum so so the the directionality of each role within that group might be different but they are all aimed towards the same uh, top of the mountain so to speak so uh, the 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 directionality of individual roles 
takes a specific uh, its own uh, teleology if you will mm-hmm. but the vision of the group by itself has to remain firm and constant if that keeps moving all the time mm-hmm. right it's like a missile the ta- if the target keeps moving guess what happens to the missile it really doesn't know which way to go so for that cybernetic uh, uh, system to be set up the vision has to at least be locked in for a certain period of time yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll add a couple of thoughts from my experience. Um, the vision, as you said, Mayur, it's an attractor and it has an energy in it. And so it pulls people into it. Um, but unlike gravity, which is constant everywhere on Earth, um, here the gravity of a vision is different for different people and um, so if, you, if I'm thinking from say the startup world right um, there's a vision for the for the company or maybe it's simply a product um, but if that vision doesn't have enough energy for for a team member then you need to add some other energy into them mm, obviously something like pay them more you know uh, or give them higher stock um, uh, ideally, of course, is when the vision is so so compelling and the people are so right. And this is a resonance between the two, right? Obviously, it's not one or the other. It's them uh, that they pull each other like a, like a big bang. Would you agree with this, Mayur? I think for the most part, I mean, uh, if I was to shift, you know, move away from a systems definition to say, say let's take the business world, right? Uh, for me, visioning is creating that greater than self story that everyone else wants to belong to mm-hmm. that they voluntarily want to belong to it right of course that they also get something back in return each one gets based on their proximity to the vision or the role that they want to play but think about it this way right a vision is something that evokes the best of you and makes you want to belong to this world which is far greater than you so how do you want mm-hmm. to language the vision to me, to me, it is the context setting. The way I language it is, what is the, how do I create a context in which all the other roles willingly want to come in and play a role, play a role to bring forth something into the world that is as yet invisible. Well, mm-hmm. maybe I can rephrase: What is a good vision? What is not a good vision? Like, say, if I have a vision, let's each make ten million dollars. Is it a good vision? Versus if I have a vision, let's uh, build uh, a playground for children in, in Zimbabwe. No? What? How do I know what's a good vision what's a bad vision? Okay, I'll say, I'll say that there's a difference between a goal and a vision to start with, right? Mm-hmm. Me, me saying something like, I want to have 10 million um, again, I'm just playing off those words, right? Me having that 10 million, it's not truly a vision. I think that's a very specific goal that I might have. I think vision, you won't be able to get specific, right? You'll have ideas about which way you're going, right? The, a, a true vision might be, hey, how do I cause, for example, a disruption, say, in telecommunications? How do I use the internet to to route free calls, 10 years ago, that would have been a startling, a startling vision. Uh, the how was not sure, 
people were not sure about the how they were not sure about what may emerge in the end what industries may or may not emerge in the end mm-hmm. they were not sure whether it would succeed or not or who they would become but there was enough gravitas in the idea itself that pulled them and, and see what's what it what it has created it has created the skypes of the world it has created the vernages of the world in fact we are doing this recording today thanks to some of that uh some of that initial vision that was held so i think uh the 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 beauty of a good vision is that it'll it'll pull together people of different roles and it'll bring out the best towards making visible that which is invisible all right so too specific is not good enough um okay i get this but what if i say my vision is to make the world a better place is this a good vision it i would say two things right i i would say that a lot of people would have that idea let's make the world a better place but a vision that does not enlist the masses to be at their best or the people that it touches to be at their best is not a good vision now for let me give you a better example right say in 1776 when the declaration of independence was signed it got all these people to sign their name in blood so to speak where they said hey either we arrive at this or we are dead men these were our founding fathers now that was that was truly bringing out the very best it led to the writing of the bill of rights and the constitution itself those were those were the byproducts of the vision of a free man yeah so just just going on that right so your distinction is Well, the goal would be okay. Let's uh, create a specific constitution. Let's create Bill of Rights. Let's create the Declaration of Independence. That would be a goal. The vision would be, uh, I want, I want to live in a free country, right? I want to live in a democratic country, independent. I think, I think the 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 vision was where could a free man flourish in the absence of fear, and what is it that I am willing to put in line to make that come true, right? am i willing to die for it and am i willing to am i am i able to enlist others as well who are willing to put everything in stake so that it's not just they who are transformed but there's a legacy left that would transform others as well mm-hmm. yeah so there's a context yes right uh, so what you're talking about a vision is a, is again a context as opposed to something specific right so specific goals is a logistical part actually yes. which will yes. come later but uh but the uh setting up the in fact let me is... let me be even even more bold here uh-huh. and say if you follow the nlp smart process you know the smart goals the specific measurable attainable yes. blah 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 yes. right uh-huh. it actually will impede having true vision because vision is almost yeah. poetic it's mm-hmm. almost a hunch it's almost an intuition and you're betting on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that smart process comes later once the vision much, is done. Much much later. Yeah, yes. once the vision is done, then it's effective. But a lot of people yeah. mistake the uh-huh. smart goal setting as a vision, and they're two very different things. Yeah. So would you then language the vision in some literally language words almost kind of romantic a bit? Yeah that's how that's how I that's how I language it uh, typically right I it it is it is stating things I didn't know I knew 
being drawn by the invisible threads that give my life meaning. But a vision, a, a good vision is one which does not just pull me, but pulls others around me as well into its orbit. Yeah, notice how your language is already kind of poetic, on the poetic side when you're even describing that, right? So that's, uh, I don't know if that is an example of it. I don't know. <laughs> I and mean, this is normal speaking to me, so, yeah. but does that make sense? Or have I mm-hmm. not answered your question, uh, Karan? Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, if you guys don't mind, why, why don't we take uh, a specific uh, example of RCG sure. at this point and uh, let's uh, let's see if we can remember what has happened when, when it was 2006 okay. so how did we define the vision back then actually I remember it very well because I, I guess mm-hmm. I, was, I was sneaky about it right uh-huh. in some ways because if you, if you remember the three of us had very three different ideas three very different goals mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh uh, the two of you guys, uh, I think Karan specifically wanted to use the podcast as some marketing material in some mm-hmm. ways. I did. S- Sergey, you wanted to play with the recording and see what else you could do with an LP. Yeah, and an LP also. Yeah, right? that's what that, and an LP, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, me, um, I, I think uh, one of the things I wanted to do was I had gotten fed up of a lot of these NLP teachers, uh, so-called teachers, scamming the world. And I said, hey, this deserves to be. We should we should pose a challenge to them and force mm-hmm. them to evolve, evolve or perish. I think I said something to that mm-hmm. extent. But see that that's neither of us. All three of us. Those were three specific goals, but there was yes. an absence of a vision. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But when the vision was being set about making this free to the world, right, allowing allowing the best, the best, and the teachers and everyone else, the whom we described as wolves, true wolves. Uh, to come in and and give away their the best that they had to the world. Now that was the beginning of the vision. Now, what that did, it actually enabled all of us to move beyond our goals. It accelerated our own growths. It went. I mean, as ironic as it is, the very thing that he wanted to use uh, to market, you guys wanted to use to market holographic university, outgrew holo- holographic university, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to force these guys to evolve and I outgrew that and said, screw that. Right? Yes. And the very people who made their money selling information products stepped in and gave away some of their best learnings for free as a gift to the world. Right? Yeah, meaning that that vision pulled them in. That right? vision pulled them in as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Over a dozen collaborators. Now, most of these guys, think about it. They make money selling information they gave away that same information for free as a gift to the world. I think when you hold that vision right and it's pulled that way, that's what pulls these people in. Mm-hmm. And and that's what that's what happened. I think I think when a vision, I don't like the idea of a person holding, uh, being seen as the person who comes up with a vision. You don't come up with a vision. A vision calls you to. Mm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. it's just whether you are attuned to a certain way to be receptive to that force within 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 that field that says hey he's open boom 
I can plug into him and he, he becomes the meme replicator, if you will. So I think the arrogant way f- to think about it and actually to get on a high horse mm-hmm. is if I think of myself as I came up with the vision, right? Mm-hmm. That would very quickly put me on a high horse. And that's the quickest way for the, to lead to the downfall. But, but the way I would language it is, no, I did not come up with the vision. I came up to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? So mm-hmm. I, I came up to it where I could hear it and then turn around and say, hey, this is what is happening. So it's this process where, where you are open enough for your goals to be overshadowed. For your for your idea of what is possible, or what you want your life to be to be overshadowed by the silent strings that already resonate in your heart. But when that starts to resonate with the strings in the field that you're in, boom, magic happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for in other words, for RCG, just to finish that thought, right? Uh, for RCG, what I hear is. Uh, when we got together, uh, there was a certain... We had three goals. Well, we had three goals, but beyond that, so the, uh, the, there was a certain, uh, I don't know, context that formed without us even discussing it at first, right? Because we didn't know. But this, this certain context was formed. And, uh, uh, well, I'm guessing since you, you since you, my father, is... Uh, um, more attuned to, you know, accept uh, well, seeing that vision that's coming up or that context, right? You probably articulated it better than us at that time. Uh, that this is this is kind of like this is what I'm seeing is happening with RCG. Mm-hmm. In fact, it wasn't even RCG as a name, right? We yeah, came up with that later. But uh, uh, this is uh, this this is the context that it seems to be happening, and uh, you've articulated it to, uh, I guess, the best of. Uh, uh, my ability, uh, the ability at that point, okay. right? Uh, uh, and uh, uh, however we understood it, and then from there we have refined our goals and roles and everything. Yeah, I would say so. But but mm-hmm. but the the more interesting thing is right. How do you know it's a vision, right? Mm-hmm. All three of us spent our own time and our own money, right? for the betterment of ourselves, for our growth and the mm-hmm. growth of people that we'll, we will never ever even see. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But that idea was firm that, hey, this would have a lasting impact. Mm-hmm. Right? The primary motivator was not me getting 10 million or me becoming a, a self-help guru or another Deepak Chopra or Tony Robbins or any of these uh, guys right mm-hmm. they serve they serve their thing but there was something far greater than that so i think when there is a true vision it forms the greater story within which my smaller story finds meaning yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm i'm thinking that our vision had very clear humanistic values yes Right. Um, in business, you don't really do that, right? Yes. It, let's build the biggest cloud computing center. Um, there's nothing humanistic about it. However, the business visions very strongly pull people to them as well, right? Absolutely. And, and I would say that it also has 
a value because if you if you look at it this way, right? I mean, uh, what I've found about really massive, massive, massive visions is that they evoke the best of us, the best in us. For example, okay. You know, so the, the, that that means that they this challenge, right? There, there are two. Uh, uh, there are more, more, yes. There is a there is there is a challenge. A challenge always brings out the best, but also it. Okay, let me let me see if I can if I can put it this way. Since we chose the context of business, it has to maximize value for all people involved, not just the founder, not just the core team. When when you think about value being maximized for everyone in your ecosystem, that is a true vision. Because if you let's say cloud computing, right? What allows a cloud computing uh, thing to come into being? It's not just building your massive data centers. You can have the world's largest data centers. Um, in in the next few years, the the biggest data center in the world will be, believe it or not, Sears, because they're converting all the stores that close down into data centers. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not what's going to make it the world's biggest cloud player. But the number of people who start playing in that cloud... And the only way that you would start playing in that particular cloud is if you, as a consumer, a customer, get more benefit than you spend or perceived benefit compared to how much you spend in that particular system. So the value has to be maximized. I think when value is maximized for everyone, the one who initiates that value creation ends up making the most buck for the bank. Okay, let's let's let, let me turn this around to you, Karan. How many guys who start companies don't uh, 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 don't think that they will be absolutely phenomenally successful and they want to create the best game or the biggest? No, everybody does. Yeah, biggest social network, whatever it is, right? Every yeah. single guy thinks that, but most of them are, in my opinion, lack the vision. Okay, they lack they they have a goal but they have lacked the vision. And, and for that vision to happen, there has to be a coherence between you and the market where there's this deep resonance with you and the market where you find out these are unaddressed needs. These needs can be can be answered in this specific way. And when you're truly listening to that market rather than force, trying to force your will into the market, I think magic happens. That's my take. Yeah, there are, I'm sure there are hundred people or two hundred other opinions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I I truly believe that good business at its heart is absolutely humanistic. And that's why I believe in free markets. Because uh, just like nature when it's allowed to take its course, only only a business that has created maximum value will be allowed to flourish, period. And that's why I, I don't, personally, I don't find any dichotomy between Ayn Rand's work and the greatest of the humanistic works. I think they are very much in sync, just approaching it slightly differently. But hey, I could be completely wrong as I am about a hundred other things. <laughs> <laughs> so how can one learn the, learn to be a visioneer or learn to make visions <laughs> other, other than drugs? <laughs> <laughs> In full disclosure, I don't do them. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think you learn to make visions. I think you can learn 
to become open to them. And I, I, I truly think it comes at a risk, you know. I think uh, 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 the better you get at it, the crazier you seem to the world. Because you will not follow the same uh, beat that the rest of the world follows. But again, you know, you find a lot of people who pretend and act eccentric to be seen as artistic or visionaries, but that's not what... Uh, eccentricity is not the same as forming a vision. Many a time... The one characteristic I found about uh, uh, the the so-called real visioneers is they hold uh, 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 they hold a future world to be true today, and they hold on to that vision really hard and really fast, and it doesn't change. It does not change. It may it may deviate a little bit, but it doesn't change. It's like almost you living in that world already. Yes, and the reality has is, to catch up has to catch up yeah right and yes. you just and you just point it out okay well this is wrong you yes know, just and and that's very different than you know uh, having one hairy brain idea a day that just means you're creative mm-hmm. just because you're creative doesn't mean you are visioning so how do you become more uh, attuned to visions say someone wants to learn this you honestly want my answer on that? Yet Obviously. Okay. I mean, no, no. So uh, here, here I do, but then also, without, you know, without, without you know, I will smart, sound like a smart ass, but I'm not being a smart ass. Shut the fuck up. You have to get your mind out of the way. Where your mind shuts up so that, you know, I, I forget who told me this. Uh, can't remember who told me this, but said uh, he told me this. He said, the uh, the universe is a real classy lady. She doesn't speak when you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I forget who told me. I wish I could give the credit to that person. But I think that's what I mean by shut the fuck up, right? You almost have to give up your ideas. Your, your, your goals and your ideas of what you want it to be and allow what is to speak to you and pull you in. Mm-hmm. So, so, so... Whether you like it or not, I'll say meditation is the best, the best way to become well, a vision. When I try this, right, I have a whole um, uh, flow of ideas, a lot of them. Yes. All sorts. Yes. On all different levels of detailization, different areas, whatnot. Right. So, um, which one of these is a is a vision or what, what, could become a vision? What stays consistent, and what are you willing to die for? That's the way I think about it. What are you willing to stake everything that you've got towards? For example, a lot of entrepreneurs say that I've bet everything. But I'll say that not everybody has bet everything. Because when you've bet everything, it means when that venture fails, you're done. You've left an exit route. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I, I see artists say, oh, I've put everything in this. I'm like, no, you haven't. It means that if if that creation didn't find its way out, it'd end up like a Van Gogh. So it sounds really good to be a visioneer, right? But I think it's actually a lot more painful than it is not. Because you almost are schizophrenic living in two freaking different worlds. Are you with me, guys? Mm-hmm. The future world for you has happened, but reality hasn't caught up, which means what? You're living in these two places, which are both incomplete. 
Yeah, you somehow have to, you know, should not let the reality get in the Okay, way quite frankly, vision, right? I'll say it's a curse. <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh-huh. The the other thing that the other thing I've seen about a lot of the 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 people who are really good with the visioning is that they're not quote unquote happy in the normal sense of the word, in the normal sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. they have seen something which is far more greater or far bigger world to belong in. And there's that longing that pulls them in. And in fact, it's that longing, it's that pain. And to me, that's why Rumi was a visioneer, because mm-hmm. his pain uh, and the longing defined uh, defined that process. Mm-hmm. I think the shamans are the visioneers. I think the true uh, Fenman is a visioneer. I think these are the guys who live on the edge of chaos. You have to be able to surf the edge of chaos. So, to ask to answer your question, how do you become a better visionary? I would say you have to become more and more comfortable with ambiguity and living in an ambiguous world. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate goals. <laughs> Kills the vision. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, Karan. What's on your mind? Well, I am pondering about everything you're saying. Um, there's a lot actually, right? So this um ability to put everything behind a a direction, everything everything you've got, right? Now mm, I, that is a um I don't know what to call it, skill a uh, 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 an ability or something. But that's kind of independent of the idea of the vision, right? This is something you know, some people are are just willing to put everything they've got behind something. And then a lot of people, most of us actually are not willing to put go go that far uh and risk that much in anything, right? Yes. Then there are the few crazy ones who do this. Yes. But the crazy ones usually do this uh uh it, it, it's like it's like a perpetuity of a person, you know. I do this kind of thing, you know. I, uh, uh, they jump from the waterfall, you know. They put everything behind that yep. that, that they will survive. So it's not specific to an idea; it's a specific to a person, right? I, I, if it's a speci- let me finish this. If it's a specific to a person, and you're also uh, obviously like all of us have gazillion, mazillion different ideas about everything, they're really like perpendicular. You have this ability and you have a gazillion, gazillion ideas, so you can pick one. I understand what you're saying. You're saying an idea calls you and then you put that force behind it. Right? That's kind of what you're saying. Uh, but they kind of seem perpendicular, you know? They, they might. I, I don't know. Right? I'm, I'm just telling you what holds true for me. Yeah. Right? But now, now, now all the activities that you do, I mean, I have a wide 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 range of interests but to me mm-hmm. all those interests merge towards a common end so so for me while they may seem perpendicular and divergent they are not there's a common stream pulling them so what might seem like very uh, 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 disassociated very diverse very random let's say hobbies Right? They're not. 
Uh, somebody mm-hmm. recently asked me, they said, hey, wait, um, you know, I was trying to put up my web page and five different sections. I said, is this so fucking weird, so different? I said, no, it's not. I said, okay, how does this tie together? So very simple. Business, is, um, um, business and strategy is my sources of income. I said, okay. I said, so that's my business and innovation section. I say explorations and photography, it's, it's a way of seeing the world and seeing the beauty that is there. And then like, okay, well, how does that have to do that? thing? I said, where there's no beauty, there's no truth. So that is the pursuit of my truth. I said, okay. So what about martial arts? I said, that is the truth which is inside expressed from my body proper is my martial arts. And they said, okay, why do you help one person a day? Uh, because I don't believe that there is any other. So I'm really helping myself. And then how does RCG come in? Hey, if if we are all one, if all parts of me start to evolve together, then I evolve as a whole. So they're really tied together. <laughs> so how would I go about, uh, let's say, I want to form a tribe. Yeah? Yeah. And I am not a visioneer. Yeah. Uh, but I want to, obviously I need one for the tribe. How do I find one? Now that I think about it, that's the wrong question, right? The the better question to ask is which visioner do I find in whose tribe I can belong? Hmm. I didn't think about that until you phrased the question. So what you say is that there is... Out there in the world, there are these visioneers, rare breed of folk, visioneers, uh, who uh, wander about with ideas, each one fixated on their own vision. And uh, the rest of us, well, we can find the one that's compelling to us and, and kind of attach ourselves to that vision. That's a very pessimistic way of seeing things. But <laughs> <laughs> taking it to the limit. Oh, yeah, I know. I was taking it like... <laughs> so, okay, let me put it this way. I think, I think each of us could potentially hold that vision. The question is, is your container strong enough to channel that madness? Right? And most of us refuse to channel that madness. Correct? When you've, when you've made that decision, active or passive, to not channel that, not open yourself, not hear what she has to say, right? You've made the choice at that time to fall into somebody else listening to that wish. That's my take. Hmm. hmm. That actually does sound pessimistic. So, uh, Which one, uh, mine? Well, yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, wow. see, I mean, uh, I mean I'm going to take... Uh, Karan side. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe ahead. it's not extreme, but... The, uh, so, so the choice that I'm hearing, really, at this point is... Uh, so either... Uh, let's see, how did... I, how do I even say this? So you know, I, Sergei, I don't think there is a choice. What he's saying, there is a landscape, right? Of, and of attractors, each attractor is a, is a visioneer with a vision, and you're like the ball, 
this ball and you just you just you just you know you're just attracted to the nearest <laughs> to the local maxima that's it all you can do i guess is try to sp- jump up into the air and land in some other <laughs> random place so you go to some other random attractor <laughs> okay well if i if i maybe, if i maybe, maybe not, but... okay can i can i yeah, use an example go ahead Let, let's use an example and get real right uh-huh. okay can i use your example with the studio go ahead okay so let's say you you want to form a studio yes okay now, if you wanted to form that studio, if your vision, if, if that was your calling, true mm-hmm. calling, and if that vision held true, you'd already be holding it and influencing others to come in. This is your idea. This is your hunch. This is the force that is pulling you towards it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But you need, but somebody else who already is holding that is one who will draw you into that orbit. You understand? In a way, so yeah, so the, the, okay, the way the way I understand it, and okay. let's see, let's see where the discrepancy is, right? Because there's something missing. Sure, sure. Uh, the way I understand it is, uh, okay, I may start the process of building a studio, right? I may start doing whatever, at, attempting to do the vision because I I'm bad at. That's your goal. No, second, right? second. Okay. You won't that's be a... doing this. What you will be doing, you'll be building the warehouse that the engineer will occupy. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. See, see, that's this is where we started, right? When before this podcast, when we discussed it, right? So we, we okay. Think about the it. Question was how can how can I attract a visioneer into you know helping me build And that's that why studio. I said that is um, as we were talking. I said it's uh-huh. the other way around. Yeah. Okay. The visioneer will attract you. And the question is, are you willing? Are you willing to get out of your own way? With your warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds pessimistic, guys, uh-huh. but but I think I think I think the visioning piece—it's not a choice. It truly is mm-hmm. not a choice, and that's why I also said that it it is a curse. There are certain areas in which I think I vision pretty well, certain areas, right? But it's not a choice because it overrides. It overrides what I want or what I think I want. Hmm. It overrides. But then we get to the point where actually what's happening is that it's these ideas, certain type of ideas, which we would call a vision, right, that create these attractors. And then they kept, first they capture the visioneer who is a human being that vocalizes them. And then to his words, other human beings run to. But really we're talking about the landscape of ideas yeah, uh, I mean, ruling the the humanity. Mm-hmm. It is. You you can call it ideas. You, I I think of it more as uh, symphonies. There's a, there's certain music that one person hears, and in that person replaying it in a frequency that others can hear is what pulls it in. Total matrix. Yeah. I, I, I hope I'm not sounding esoteric because that's not my that's not my intention. Like, okay, you're let, sounding freaky. I'm sounding freaky. <laughs> okay, uh, let let me try this. Right, I usually uh, okay. You guys know I try to find a job in a different industry with every job, right? So that is madness. If you ask people, most people they'll say madness. They'll say, hey, stick to your industry, go deep, serve the number of years, and you'll progress, right? Because it takes people, most people, many years to develop trust to say, let me just play in this industry freely. But for me, it's the other way around. The reason I choose a different industry is for me, it's another way, another place where I can be totally open and allow myself to be changed by it. 
right? While most people find fear in doing that, that excites me. But it also comes with a huge risk. Mm -hmm. There are people who have been playing in that domain for a long time, who have firm opinions, right? As chances you're listening to the devil's tune instead of God's tune, if you will, just to take that polarity. But you have to be willing to take that risk. And to what Karan said, to jump off the bloody waterfall. Right? Now that I think about it, perhaps it is a certain kind of a person who's pulled into this. But I don't see a choice in this. I don't choose to do this. I don't choose to go for a hike. I have to, otherwise I go crazy. Yeah, just like Sergey doesn't choose to not have visions, he just doesn't have them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that vision. <laughs> but, 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 but in all seriousness, guys, I mean, uh, I think now that I think about it a little more, I think it's a fallacy to think that you can you can become a visioneer or there's a process that you follow, you become it. I think the only process is to learn to shut the fuck up and to merge with merge with the domain that there is. Right? And you have to be able to hold both these. If you're lost in any one of the two worlds, the other is seen as... Actually, you know, come to think about it, the word weird describes it well. Because uh, it's, a, it's a Celtic word, which means he who has one leg in this world and one leg in that world. Mm-hmm. Right, and in fact, I think that that describes this well. So, can everyone step into this? I don't think everyone has the courage to embody and step into this. Maybe it's not courage. Maybe it's just a calling that certain people are born yeah. in in these in between worlds, and they seem to be able to do this well. Yeah. But yeah. holding that future state constant, and when they hold it so strong, they are so into it. They have so merged with it. They have put everything on it that there's no choice but for the others to be pulled by its attraction. I mean, even if you just take the attraction metaphor, right? Who are you most attracted to, right? You are attracted to somebody who's embodying their own beauty, the sense of self, the sense of what they want to do completely. You know, we were talking about dancing when, when even that old woman that you were talking about, when she was dancing, she seemed completely into her dance and that's mm -hmm. what made her beautiful. That's what drew you mm -hmm. into her. Mm -hmm. And as the same process, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, to my ego, this all sounds quite disempowering. Because what you're saying is that if I don't have it, I cannot get it. And I am stuck for playing someone else's uh, uh, tune. Uh, but I want to play my own tune, you know. And I think you can. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think you can. And I don't think it has anything to do with uh, disempowering. Actually, it's a way of waking yourself up. Uh, but not everyone will hold the same uh, visioning strengths. Your domain of setting your visions might be three feet. Somebody else's might be six feet. And you might run into somebody whose visioning process is 30 feet. Now, if, you're, if your strength is one feet, if your strength of holding your your own vision is one feet and I'm just using time and space as a metaphor here right if you are around somebody who can hold that for 30 feet and hold it constant you will have no choice when you're near it to be absorbed by it would it be true to say that people hold mm, 
visions in areas that are important to them. It, are, it is so important that they're willing to die for it. Right, right, right. But then I would imagine that most of us have some areas which are that important to us. I would hope so. Right? so you know, something of highest value to us. You know, right? So, for example, for me, it's, it's, it would be f- f- freedom, you know, in the this I concept. Would, I, I would, have I would, a lot of... I would express it a little differently, mm-hmm. right? I would say areas in which you pursue mastery. Okay. Right? Because mastery presumes that this is an important value, but you're actively working on mm-hmm. developing a sense of mastery. And, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, mastery is a process, and the closer you get to mastering a particular domain, the more you've actually gotten out of your own way. Then you truly understand what I mean by shut the fuck up. Does that make sense? Because a transpersonal, a transpersonal quality takes over at that point. Mm-hmm. Are you with me, guys? Or sort of? Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. So I, I would say that it's found in the areas that you pursue mastery, mm-hmm. and the closer, and and that requires discipline and you dedicating time and resources in its pursuit before it starts speaking to you. You guys have been dancing for a while, right? You had to do it in a dedicated fashion over a period of time. You went from two left feet or maybe four left feet to finding new forms of expression where these are very original to you and they speak to you and they in some ways bring you alive. That's what my martial arts does for me. And, and, And I'll lay another hypothesis and I have a strong... It's much more than a hypothesis. It's a, my personal informed informed opinion, if you will, is that mastery in one area quickly starts to translate into mastery in other areas because you're now going towards those generalized principles. So uh, can everyone, uh, can, is everyone capable of mastery? Yes, but not everybody walks that path. So, in a similar fashion, I think the visioning is is everyone capable of it? Yes, but not everyone puts in the time and effort mm-hmm. for those true creative impulses to speak to you and to be expressed through you. Yeah. Okay. So this 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 has been a really fascinating discussion, and I, and I actually want to bring something else on top of that uh, that. Uh, well, partly for the sake of time and partly sure. out of curiosity. So, uh, one thing is, uh, well, since I've uh, volunteered to lead this podcast, and I want to be in, you know, at heart a logistical guy, right? Yes. <laughs> Not just leadership position, but being a logistical yeah. guy, right? I, I kind of, uh, uh, the logistics in me is freaking out that we totally run out of time and we're totally okay. out of, you know, we're not really following any particular, you know, plan that we've d- decided to do. Uh, on the other hand, I'm fascinated by what's unfolding. So I'm consciously holding back my logistics here and uh, letting unfold whatever happens here because this is fascinating. This is something interesting I haven't uh, heard before. And, um, uh, uh, and also, uh, this uh, brings up an interesting interaction between the visioneer and all the other parts. 
in addition to uh, logistics, I would also re, re, uh, bring back this dimension of ego that Karen just mentioned, right? It is a big thing, right? For, more, for a lot of people, ego is, is a big thing, right? It's going to, like, this is my thing. I, like, my studio is mine. Therefore, I, got, I better be a visioneer, right? So how do I learn that? Uh, what if it doesn't work? Okay, well, right, so this is, this is an issue. So there's a difference, Sergey. The, uh-huh. the goal is the domain of the ego. Yeah. Vision is transpersonal. Vision, you, you are not the visioneer. Actually, now that I think about it, uh-huh. you are not the visioneer. You're just the channel through which the vision speaks. Yeah, you tell it to the ego, right? Because yeah, you're also the body that gets all the rewards, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And I'm speaking this from personal experience, right? It's, it's almost, it's archetypal, it's transpersonal. When you think that is that, your arrogance will know no limits and you will fall so fucking hard, you won't know your head from your ass, Okay. And uh, and I think I think this is this is critical. I, I you guys have seen me fall, right? And I think that that the other hallmark is that he, you will either have humility or you will learn humility if you want to continue on this path. So humility, whether it's an absence of ego or the willing surrender of your ego to something far greater than the ego, think about it that way. So, your studio is a goal. Mm-hmm. A vision would be a whole new kind of movie making. Well, okay, the studio maybe is the wrong no, I know. choice I'm just... of words here, right? Okay. Uh, but uh, let me be a little more clear, right? It is actually, what I perceive it is still as a vision. It's not particularly, I mean, maybe I'm expressing that as a goal. But, but what, I'm, what I'm seeing is uh, uh, some, some kind of, uh, so... What I'd like to do, basically, at some point, is uh, to uh, create a uh, to make a movie that I can show to the world, I can express my uh, ideas through. Right? Whether it's going to be through a studio or whether it's going to be just okay, we'll just get a bunch of guys together, do something. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But I'm kind of seeing myself in that world where I am a filmmaker. Uh, with uh, you know, I don't need to have my day job anymore. I'm actually doing what I really love doing, uh, and uh, I have enough resources. I have you know something uh, that I can. I mean, I can't even express it in words properly right now. I, I, I hear you, right? But that, that's that's more like a vision. I and at, and at the same time, I don't feel that at this moment I have the capacity to hold it properly. I. I, I hear you. Let me let uh-huh. me see if okay. I can make a distinction. Yes. Right? Every time the word I comes in, uh-huh. it's a goal. Uh-huh. In my language, right? I want to do this. I want to do this. I think the self-help industry has actually screwed us up calling it things like life visioning. Mm-hmm. You know, create the vision I want for my life rather than what calls me into unfolding. Mm-hmm. So this is about... Visioning, for me, is making the implicit the explicit. Mm -hmm. What is implicit is made explicit through A or A channels. A good vision will also also harmonize with other corresponding visions. Mm -hmm. Goals may be in conflict in my my language, right? Goals may be in conflict 
they're always in conflict say your goal and my goal but a true vision and other true visions will be in harmony to me that is the difference mm-hmm. when a personal goal is involved you are thinking in terms of what you achieve out of it mm-hmm. when a true vision is involved in my opinion what has been made explicit in the system yeah that that is in, in my opinion a big distinction when i'm chasing what i want that is goal setting right mm-hmm. when that which is implicit draws me towards it that is which mm-hmm. that is which So just to bring it back to uh, well since we're still recording right and it's been almost 50 minutes so just to wrap it up a little bit um let me tell you what I do well in order to open yourself up to this i think that's where we're leading towards this right okay. i think what i'm hearing the question behind the question is how can i become how can i open myself up to this vision Right? I'll say actually I, I even open it up a little more. Uh so we are talking about building a tribe, the very first step to get a vision or I don't know, to have a tribe aligned with the vision if you will, right? Now that we have talked about it. Uh or maybe, you know, find which vision that this this your future tribe is going to follow. Uh so and let's say I don't feel myself as being that channel. right but i really want to have something like that to happen I, i'm really pulled to that so what's my next step okay i'll i'll put it this way mm-hmm. whatever is drawing your fascinations mm-hmm. real deep fascinations follow it completely then associate yourself with other people who feel equally passionate about a particular road to mastery what's going to happen is that your collective passions your collective container mm-hmm. will give space for something greater to emerge it may not speak to all three or five of you but the person who's most open it will speak to them and allow that to emerge right i mean think about rcg now that i think about it the three of us all were extremely passionate about consciousness expansion intelligence expansion nlp whatever term you want to use it we came together right mm-hmm in spite of our differences we came together and we followed it because this was this was a chosen path a path to mastery for us mm-hmm. and in that process some synergies developed and it spoke and that vision drew us completely together it just so happened out of the three of us i was most open to hearing or seeing the implicit and i made it explicit at mm-hmm. that moment in time mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I think that's the first step. Yeah, that actually I think that 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 that's great because that actually takes the ego out of the picture completely, right? Because on one hand, let's say if if I if I want to keep my ego at bay, right? I, I you know, without like killing it completely. I might say, all right, uh I had this vision for uh, well, a goal if you will. Uh, uh of uh making a great movie, you know, having a, a bunch of people to work with, basically, you know, that being in that uh, 
doing what I really w- want to do, uh, doing it my way. That's my ego speaking. And at the same time, if I find people who are like-minded, who uh, who would be aligned with what I want to do, right? I think it's going to be fine because yeah, we're doing the same thing that we, that I wanted to. Uh, and at the same time, we are allowing that greater vision to transform us. And it may be a slow process, it's just like with RCG, right? And it gradually will open up some new horizons and you'll find, oh, whatever I was thinking, you know, five years ago, it's like so funny, I don't want to, you know, I want to forget that. Because <laughs> now it's like so much better. Right. Let's just close, I want to close this mm-hmm. with this RCG example. What started with the world of NLP, that was our whole world for some time, mm-hmm. right? Every, we even use things like everything is NLP, mm-hmm. right? We've even used those those words, yeah, right? That world expanded with Campbell's work. It got turned upside down and a few times over with spiral dynamics. Developed a certain amount of depth with, say, something like eight circuit mind. It expanded even more with the somatics and the physical expressions and theater. Mm-hmm. Right. Now some of our newer explorations, like the challenge we took up with tribing and say going after one's own sexuality and those sexual energies, you're going further and further and further and the world you're belonging to becomes bigger. So I think I think good visions do that. They open you to worlds which are far larger than the worlds you originally lived in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with your movies, mm-hmm. if you truly follow your fascination fully, and you're associating yourself with other people who are following that fascination fully, you become one unit and something new emerges out of it. That is the first step. And mm-hmm. and that will actually take us very well into our next stage, which is aligning to the deepest values. That's and that won't happen right. unless you f- follow your fascinations fully and associate with others who are following their fascinations fully. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Uh, all right well with that uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts I'll sum it up with this word you want to become a vision you want to get good at visioning become fully conscious of what you're passionate about Hmm. and then pursue your path to mastery yep Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't think I have a closing thought all right I'll just say you know have a wonderful day Good night and good luck. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.